Welcome to Blacks and Whites and our special guest, uh, John O'Connor, a former federal prosecutor, author of several books, and his latest book is called uh, Mystery of Watergate and What Really Happened. Did I get that right, John? Yeah, The Mysteries of Watergate, What Really Happened. That's close enough, Dan. Uh, okay, I think good. people can find it, yeah. Okay, is it available? Uh, I think you told me it was two places, Amazon and Barnes and & Noble, you had a special deal with them? Special deal, you can only get it from one of those two places uh, through their online uh, services. The, the paperback's ready to roll, uh, so is the uh, Kindle. But okay. that's the only place you can get them. Unfortunately, we, we agreed that we weren't going to stock the, the stores. We were just going to do this strictly online and they get the exclusives on it. So it works for everybody. Good. Okay. I invited John here today because of our longstanding relationship. He's my lawyer to go to. And he's been extremely helpful in helping me understand and you, my audience, what's going on. I invited him because I wanted to talk about what happened in the courts in Florida last week, uh, dealing with the special master, but also uh, the um, the raid uh, at Mar-a-Lago, the home of former President Donald Trump. Now, John knows this, but in case if you're you're new to the audience, I'm not an attorney. I'm not even a practicing attorney. I just know enough to make me dangerous. That John is the real expert. So John, let me give you my observations and then you correct me or reinforce me. It's, as I understand it, the, the Florida federal judge uh, approved the appointment of a special master to look at all of the um, documents and anything that wasn't a document, which there were things taken by the FBI and the raid on Mar-a-Lago uh, to take a look at them and see whether or not they, under the basis of law or the, anything else, um, they were allowed to be taken out of his possession. And number two, it's my understanding that in the order that the judge uh, issued, none of the evidence that was taken out of Mar-a-Lago can the Justice Department use in any proceedings until the special master has decided. Now- You are correct. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm one for one. I, I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> the, yeah. the, um, I guess I, I, I don't want, I'm not trying to make this political because I, I want to understand the law, but I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to say something and then you tell me where, again where I'm wrong. It, it, is it true? I believe it's true that the special master is the ultimate decider of what evidence that was taken must be returned to Mr. Trump and what evidence can stay in possession of the Justice Department. Is that correct? Well, uh, yes and no. Let me like tell a you what. Coming. Let me, hey, there's a but. All uh, procedures such as this, whether it's by a magistrate judge who is a, you know, a member of the court appointed for 14 years, either a magistrate judge or a special master, they're not what we call Article Three judges. And so technically, although this is rare, the court could overturn a finding of the special master. And you bet your boots that whatever the special master decides, one of the parties will take it up to Judge Cannon and see if it can be overturned. 
because it is still within the judges, the trial judges, the uh, judge's discretion to overturn a special master. But that said, uh, it is rare indeed as uh, that someone actually overturns a special master and certainly uh, usually not to the harder substance of what the special master does. I've seen it many times with their little refinements, what a uh, lawyer will come into court and say, well, I think this little jot or this little tittle is a little off. And the judge might, uh, you know, humor them. But basically this, so let me get back to what you really ask, which is for human beings, Dan. Yes. Uh, yes. Basically, whatever the special master says will likely be the final say on this. Uh, so, yes. So following that, John, um, the reason why the federal judge acquiesced to the, the Trump uh, team that they would like to have a special master, uh, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to be demeaning to the judge, she felt that she was not competent enough to make the decisions on specific documents, whether they were uh, properly coded or, or that, or it, it, is that wrong? Well, that's really wrong. It isn't a question of competence. It's a question of the fact that she has a, a very busy day job. And any time, and this is not unusual, by the way, uh, you know, I've, I'm in special master's proceedings all the time. Any time there is a complicated matter of fact, Mm -hmm. That is a judicial fact as opposed to a jury, jury fact. These things will often be referred out to a special master. For example, class action fees. You might have fees totaling $35 million and reams and reams of bills. The judge will send that to a special master. There's a big construction in local uh, cases. There's a big construction project with 25 subcontractors and a general contractor who messed up the building of a hotel. The judge isn't going to mess around with that. He's, he or she is going to send that to a special master. So when people object to this special master, they don't know what they're talking about. This is a very common judicial reference. Anytime there is a complex factual matter that is within the judge's purview, as opposed to the juries, as opposed to the trial court, but uh, a complex factual matter, that will go out to a special master often. So this is not unusual is what I'm saying. So now I get down to the, the nitty gritty question. Um, I, I could be wrong with what I'm going to su suggest. Uh, as I understand that the judge has given to late November for the special master to finish his, his, you know, we know it's him, his work. But because the Justice Department has appealed, is he not working? No, until there's a stay, until the appeals court issues a stay on the special master, special master is going to go go at it. And so I don't even think the Justice Department has asked for a stay, but they have asked, I'm sure they have asked for an emergency stay of part of the order. The thing they are they're hanging their hat on is this, Dan. They want it's not just that the special master is going to examine these documents. The judge also issued an injunction against the FBI and the DOJ from further examination of right. these documents. Mm -hmm. So they want to overturn that. Why do they want to overturn it? Now, they tell the court, uh, the appeals court, that, oh, this is a matter of national security. We have to be there 
to help the director of national intelligence tell us about the impact of all these classified documents, which are probably worth uh, warmed over pea soup, really, uh, these the few straggling documents. But nonetheless, their excuse is, well, we need the Justice Department to work hand in hand with the DNI on this terribly important matter of national security. The reason they care about it is those people are not there to help the people on national security. They're there to try to get an indictment against Trump and to get it as fast as they can while they still have the documents. So uh, it's, it's a very interesting thing. But anyway, that's what's going on. It's really a race to indict Trump and also not to give Trump the documents back. And that's what you and I, at least later on, we should be talking about. Does Trump get his documents back, which under the law are his, not his. They're owned by the government, but he has access to them. Right. So the, you're, you're getting to the, to the, to the bottom line question. Right. I think... Again, this is just one person's opinion. I think that the Justice Department does not want the special master to agree on anything that was taken that should be returned to Donald Trump. Because I don't care if it was a note on a cocktail napkin. Donald Trump and his team will say, see, here it is. Here's a piece of my life that they took and the, and the court said it was wrong and they got to get it back. We can't trust the FBI. Well, that's correct, Dan. You hit it, the nail on the head. Well, that's one of the nails you hit on the head. But clearly, they, they don't want to admit that they over-executed. Uh, now, there's another question about whether the magistrate judge, which approved this warrant, over-allowed this warrant. This was a ridiculously overbroad general warrant, which was based upon somewhat hysterically on classified documents as if these stragglers were important, but at least they had a basis, classified documents. Well, maybe Trump isn't controlling them well enough. Maybe he's committed some kind of crime. But the magistrate judge approved a search warrant for all documents there, all documents, which made it even within the warrant to, to get Trump's passports. That was actually within the warrant to show you how broad that warrant was. And if, um, and, you know, of course, you're looking at uh, Melania's uh, undergarments. I suppose if she had a message on the back of one of her uh, jackets, as she sometimes does, strictly speaking, that could be considered a document and they could seize it. Uh, but the warrant was incredibly overbroad. So, uh, so there are two things here. How well did they execute the warrant? Well, three things. How how broad? How, how well did they execute the warrant? Number two, how well did their taint team or privilege team really segregate the documents? The Justice Department does this thing that's a classic conflict of interest. They have their left arm looking to see if there's anything privileged to withhold from the right arm, which is the criminal aspect of this. Now it's really silly. That's a conflict of interest. You cannot have one party examining what the same party wants to see. It's a direct conflict. So, so this whole idea that they have this separate, what they call it a taint team that looks at the documents and decides on privilege. So that's part of it too. Um, they should not be, and the judge does not want these people 
looking anymore at private, confidential, arguably attorney-client. Look, there's this. There's a saying we have in the law: you can't unring a bell. Now, what happens if they see something that's confidential, an attorney-client document, or an executive privilege document that they think hurts Trump? I ask you and the audience here: Do you think those guys are going to keep their mouth shut if they see something they think incriminates Trump, even though it's privileged? Are they going to keep their mouth shut? Human nature says no. Whisper, whisper, whisper. They've got it. Once you know somebody has something, you can then go after it. Uh, so the whole the whole uh, process is a farce, especially given the fact that this is uh, really serious business. The whole Biden White House is attempting to indict Trump. Well, uh, John, we're out of time for this section, but we're going to come back and do another section real quick. Um, Great. We're speaking with John O'Connor, federal, former federal prosecutor, and uh, he is our lawyer in residence and our expert. Thank you. We'll be right back after these messages. Hello, this is Dan Perkins, and this message is just for moms. Are you worried about how much money you have lost in your investment account? Are you concerned if it will recover? Inflation is 9.1%, and I believe it's really higher than that, and I think you would agree. You have experienced rising prices for food, gasoline, and many other items. Isn't it time for you to consider investing in gold with some of your money to protect your future? Start by finding out if gold is right for you. Go to the Black and White's website and click on the gold bar. You'll get a couple of questions, and then we'll forward you on to Ira, our gold guru. He will help you figure out if it's right for you. Check it out. Welcome back, and we are having a fascinating conversation about President Trump and Mar-a-Lago raid with John O'Connor, uh, a, a longtime friend of the show, and he's a former federal prosecutor. And uh, tell them where they can get your new book, John. Well, on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, it's called The Mysteries of Watergate, What Really Happened. Your eyes will be open, even if you think, as I was, by the way, knew everything about Watergate and followed every detail. You will be stunned at what I have in this book. And it's all factual. You'll see what I've detailed. I, 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 I wouldn't have believed it if I had seen this book. Now, <laughs> I'd say, no, that can't be true. But it's the mysteries of Watergate, what really happened. It's an eye-opener. And it's part of history. And right now, the mainstream media does not want you to read this book. And the Post, uh, oh boy, they really don't want you to read it. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so you can get it at Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com exclusively, those two places. Correct, correct. So let's get back to our subject. We were talking before the break about uh, the, the special master and the evidence. And, uh, and I, I believe that there are a number of things that are somewhat obvious to me that should never have been taken, that uh, they don't fit in the area of national security. And therefore, I believe that the special master is going to find a significant number of things, because I'm, I'm not going to say documents, things, because just documents, clothes, passports, whatever, pardons, that uh, were taken and they were taken um, inappropriately. And they're going to be returned. The special master will uh, require, request to the judge to return the documents as soon as possible or whatever. At the moment that something's turned over to the Trump team, I believe that Donald Trump will come out with a vicious, vicious 
this, what do I want to say, John? He, a vicious attack on the fact that his, his rights were impeded by the Justice Department illegally. And that since um, Merrick Garland is the, is the chief law enforcement officer in the country, and he personally signed off on this uh, warrant and this raid, uh, he should resign immediately. Yes, and let me tell you, and you just hit the nail on the head, but I would add this, there are two categories of things that will be returned. One are inappropriately seized attorney-client and executive privilege documents, that's for sure. They have already returned some, so there may not be that many. They've returned some that were obvious attorney-client that you can't, but there are a lot of documents that are in the gray area of attorney-client, and I think the special master will look at those and give a judicious opinion, sometimes sorting out shades of gray here. But there's a far more fundamental question, and I just looked at the order, and I think the special master has the power to do that, which is order the return of materials seized. Now, bear in mind, and you hit the nail on the head, the whole focus of this search warrant was classified documents. Oh, national security, so forth and so on. But there were 100 pages comprising 11 sets of documents. So it's really 11 documents comprising 100 pages were the classified documents. That's a small number, probably most dealing with, you know, uh, you know what troop levels are in Poland or so forth. But the more important part of this is out of the thousands and thousands of documents seized, only 100 were classified pages and the rest are unclassified. Now, why can the Justice Department seize unclassified documents, which are clearly, clearly not law-breaking items, okay? They're unclassified and under the Presidential Records Act, Trump has exclusive access to both classified and unclassified documents for five years to the exclusion of the president, to the exclusion of Congress. Now, there's an exception in that law that allows a president for, quote, established need, unquote, to get some documents to look at. Now, there could well be, because they're making a furor over this, I think falsely, an established need for the Justice Department to at least look at the classified documents. That's 100 pages, big deal. They should be able to look at those, okay? I have no problem with that. But the other thousands and thousands of documents seized, and it's unclear what the count is, I think it's much greater than you hear in pages. If you've got 20 boxes and each of them is 18 inches, by my reckoning, that's 360 inches of documents. That's about 360,000 documents. But in any case, Dan, most of those are unclassified. There is no reason that the Justice Department should be looking at those under the Presidential Records Act. There is no, quote, established need for them to look at those documents. The whole the search warrant was premised on classified information, not unclassified. There's been no showing that they should have unclassified documents. And furthermore, under the Presidential Records Act, even if they get a copy, even if they get to look at a copy of those unclassified and classified documents, Trump also has access to them. They have to give him access to those documents. 
Now they can make copies. They can make copies for themselves if they want. Give Trump his documents. Under the Presidential Records Act, right now, President Obama has had 30 million unclassified documents that he and he alone has had access to. Right. Now, technically speaking, they're in a warehouse that the archives rents, and oh, they're so happy to provide him a rental space for this a lease space, but they don't look at them. The Justice Department has been looking at Obama's documents. Obama has, to his heart's content, can mess around with his unclassified documents. Obama can also look at his classified documents. They're a little more securely stored and only people with classified uh, credentials can look at, security clearances can look at them. But my point is what the judge should do is at the very least order Trump to get the documents back that the Presidential Records Act says he has exclusive access to. The government owns them, but for five years he has exclusive access to them this is a law that was just passed to prevent Richard Nixon from destroying his tapes. That's all this was. For 200 years, the president had complete ownership of both classified and unclassified documents. Only Richard Nixon, when he was going to destroy a tape, did this law come into fact, effect. So we have to think about the legislative history here. Right. So Trump should get his documents back. And if he does, and if the judge says one of two things, either you get all your unclassifieds back and the government can't look at them at all, which I think is the right decision, or alternatively, the Justice Department may convince the court that, boy, these unclassifieds, are, they're evidence of intent as to the, we wanna look at the unclassifieds and we gotta look at them. The judge may say, if I'm in the judge's position, I might say, okay, you've shown me enough. I'll let you have a copy of them, but give Trump his records back, okay? Give them back to him. They're his. He's an ex-president. Treat him with respect and the deference due to an ex-president. And by the way, come up with some way that Trump can examine his classifieds too. I want you to keep, and by the way, well, unfortunately, some of the documents Trump gave up voluntarily, but the archives still must give Trump the previous documents given, must make give him access to those. So right now, Trump is being deprived not only of the seized materials in the raid, but 25 boxes he gave up voluntarily that only had 700 documents in there that were classified, 700 pages. So most of those run classified as well. So the government is keeping records that they have no business keeping. They're looking at doc documents they have no business looking at. It's, it, I got to say this, I mean, I don't think there are any criminal penalties attached to this, but the government is looking at documents, Dan, that they have no right under the Presidential Records Act to, to look at. There has been nobody on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, Washington Post, New York Times, who's ever talked about the statute that's involved here, the Presidential Records Act, the whys and wherefores of it, and what it allows and what it doesn't allow. And this is really a shame. And no one, and just from my talk, just to my friends, I, I don't know anybody who knows this. I think I'm the only guy on the face of the earth that's read that act. Uh, now, there was a wonderful op-ed in the Wall Street Journal by two guys that were really high up in the Justice Department years ago named Rivkin and Casey. Uh, one first name Lee, one first name David, I forget which. But it was really a wonderful uh, exegesis of the um, Presidential Records Act. 
So my point is, this is a shame. And the judge, I hope, I hope, because the judge is empowered to order return of documents to Trump, I hope he goes beyond just privileged and um, executive privilege and attorney-client privilege. And I hope he looks at the broader scope of the warrant. Now, I don't know if the judge is going to do that. It's very vague from the order the judge has got. I think the special master, if he wants to, can do what I just suggested. He may decide to limit himself to privilege and um, otherwise uh, documents. Um, but um, I hope he sees the wrong in this. And I hope Trump's lawyers are up to this. Uh, I haven't heard any public statements about them that indicate that they understand the Presidential Records Act. So I don't know, maybe they're you know, keeping their powder dry. And do you think that Merrick Garland should resign? Oh, objectively, he's, yes, objectively, this all this stuff about equal justice under the law is, is a joke. Look at the way they treat President Obama versus the way they treat President Trump. And remember, Merrick Garland has not even brought up the whole idea of the Hillary Clinton uh, mishandling of classified documents. And he talks about equal justice under the law. I don't understand it. Uh, and by the way, the search warrant affidavit suggests that it was illegal for Trump to bring classified documents to Mar-a-Lago. Sorry, that's not true. And Biden has more or less affirmed that. A president can take a classified document wherever he wants. Uh, Biden has already admitted that he takes the presidential briefing home with him to Delaware. That's perfectly fine. He can do it. He can take it to a mountaintop if he wants to. And Trump, while he was still in office on January 18th, uh, got those documents to Mar-a-Lago. And so that's fine. The only question is, at what time does he need to give the classified documents to the archives? I think it would have been uh, the better part of discretion to give them back when they asked. I think the Trump lawyers tried to, and they just missed 100 pages. I think that was probably innocent. I don't think it was in any way deliberate that they didn't that they missed those documents. And I think Garland just Garland seized on that. But equal justice under the law is what he talks about. He does not exercise that principle. John, do you, in our, our last few seconds here, do you think will the judge reprimand, uh, possibly reprimand uh, the Justice Department in their actions? When it's all said and done, or did it just disappear? No, I don't think the judge is going to. Either judge will reprimand uh, the Justice Department, but to the extent that the special master comments in very judicious terms about the overbreadth of the warrant, and I hope he does, that will be a stinging indictment to anybody who follows this. Uh, what are they doing, seizing thousands, hundreds of thousands of documents? that have no tether to the alleged wrongdoing, which is the treatment of classified documents. What does it matter his, what his unclassified documents say? So I hope he in judicious terms says something, but he's not gonna take gratuitous shots at the Justice Department. Uh, that's not what a judge should do. And just because Merrick Garland is biased doesn't mean the judge should be. And I, I, I conservatives like people who call it straight and that's the problem. There's one side of this equation that doesn't like people playing it straight. 
Yeah. So I want them to play it straight. Well, John, um, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for all of the education and information that you've given us. We've been speaking with John O'Connor, a friend of the show, a federal prosecutor, and the author of uh, The Mystery of Watergate and What Really Happened, available at Barnes & Noble on, online and Amazon online. Is that correct, John? That's right. Thanks, Dan. Thank you for joining us. Great talking to you. We'll be right back. It's magical, filled with wonderlust and courage. It is a story about an unlikely hero, one that is a page-turner and will inspire you for years to come. It makes a great gift. Sad Eyes by master storyteller Dan Perkins. Now available at hollismedia.net. <laughs>